Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Light Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Light Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. talk about salvation. Why do I talk about salvation? I want to be honest with you. Can I be honest with you? Yes. Okay. Now, God's interest in you, in human beings, is not necessarily your interest. It's not your car, it's not your house, it's not your marriage. God's interest it's your salvation. The cars, the homes, the papers, all those things, because you need it, he will help you. Remember, when King David and Kuh were alive, there were no cars, but they were blessed. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? There were no airplanes, but they were what? Blessed. So God's interest for you is salvation. Amen. On earth, God is not doing anything apart from salvation. Amen. All other things are plus. You never forget it because many people, that's why that's one of the reasons why in the body of Christ or people say they are Christian, we seem to have challenges. Because God's priority many at times is not their priority. Some even think they are doing God favor by going to church or becoming Christian. And you can tell with our attitude. So you must understand that God's only purpose for you, you, is salvation. And if God wants to have his way, if it, whatever will happen to you in order for you to be saved, that is what God will do. Yes. <laughs> it's true. Yes. David said, said, may I not be rich so that I will forget you and say, I don't need you. May I not be poor so that I will need to steal and do evil to survive. And let me be okay so that I will serve you. He understood when he's rich, it can affect his salvation. When he's poor, it can also affect his salvation. So he already was saying that he wants to be in a state that he will be saved at the end of the day. And that is God's plan for us. Amen. Look, Jesus said, let me show you in Mark chapter 8, verse 36 to 37. I want you to understand. So in Mark chapter 8, 36 to 37. Look at what Jesus said. He said, What shall any profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses what? His soul. soul. So Jesus said that as far as he's concerned, God is concerned, nothing is worth salvation. So in other words, his priority for you is that you will be saved. Not everything. And he always don't say that because this salvation, you can't buy it. It's too expensive. It cannot be bought. Please read for me. 
For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Well, please continue to the 37. Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? There's nothing you can give in exchange of your soul. It's not, it's not being sold. That's why many people will not be saved. But what I'm saying, as far as God, this is the words of Jesus himself. Salvation, nothing is worth for salvation. There's a scripture that says, even if your eye will prevent you from being saved, remove it. Mm. It's Jesus who said it. How much more marriage? How much more job finances? Mm. So you must understand that with God, God's interest is your salvation. Mm. That is, any other thing is plus. Yes. So then he said, look at Matthew chapter 6. Verse 32 to 33. That's why he said, Seek ye first in the kingdom of God. And if you must always have eight righteousness, yeah. because the kingdom has a lot of things, but he emphasized on the righteousness of God. Because without righteousness, you will seek God, meaning you will not be saved. So, as far as the key is to seek him first, the kingdom of God, which the center of it is what? Salvation. Please read it for me. Matthew 6, mm-hmm. verse 33. 32 to 33. 32 to 33. Mm-hmm. For the pagans run after all these things, mm-hmm. and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first mm-hmm. his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. As so well. the Bible map for blessing from God is seeking God yeah. first. So seek it first, <clears throat> and, it was, and all these things shall be added. So you must understand God's heart, purpose, plan is your salvation. That, that's all. It's your what? Salvation. So when God looks at you, he doesn't think of your anything apart from your salvation. Yeah. Because that is what you cannot buy. And that is the real world jewel. So today we take opportunity, we take the opportunity to, of our baptism to look at what? Salvation what? Today. The reason why it is important that you look at this is because of the scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5. Matter of fact, not only 2 Corinthians, but there are so many scriptures that tells us if you are not saved or even if you are saved to check, to make sure every now and then whether you are still saved. Read for me. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. In the faith is whether you are saved. Examine yourself to check whether you are in what? Still what? In the faith. You use the word still, isn't it? Whether you are in what? Faith. Faith. Eh? Test yourselves. Test yourselves. Mm-hmm. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, you fail the test. Unless, of course, you fail the test. So this is it. Examine yourself to see if you are in the faith. Mm-hmm. Meaning, as you are in the faith, you can come out of the faith. Being the faith means you are saved. So it says you must examine because only you can do that. Yeah. Because when close here, when I go home, we don't know what I do. Even coming this morning, you don't know where I'm coming from. From the Tuesday up to now, you don't know where I've been. You don't know myself. So only me can test, examine myself if I'm still safe, if I'm still in the faith. And say, test yourself as well. And he went and said, Don't you know Christ is in you? 
or other of that extent, when you say, except he has not, is no more in you. Yes. Meaning, when you test yourself, when Christ is in you, meaning you are saved. Where it's no more in you, meaning you are no one saved. So, in saying we have to examine ourselves and test ourselves if we are still saved. So no matter how you are saved, no matter what, every now and then, you must reflect on what? Your action. Because of familiarity. You can be familiar. You can begin to take things for granted. Everything we do for God can begin to become a ritual to you. You can begin to trust yourself and you'll be drifting. People just don't drift too. They drift smooth, smooth. They don't see. But after 20 years, when you compare it to when it started, then you will see. So because of this scripture, salvation or the issue of salvation is not only for those who are not saved. It is also for those who are what? Saved. So today I want us to what? Look at it. I want us to look at what is salvation. Because we must understand what salvation is. Now, in this life, Many people have mixed things. That's one of the challenges. Like marriage, many people have mixed marriage. We marry because of love. Now people have mixed it with a lot of things, money, blah, 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 blah. And they get into it and they want the love and they don't get the love. Because they, 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 they went for something other than the pure. You understand? So now salvation, when it comes to salvation, too many people have mixed salvation with a lot of things. But salvation is salvation. Salvation is not prayer. Salvation is not miracle. Salvation is not the Holy Spirit. Salvation is not the power of the Holy Spirit. Salvation is not attending church. You see, salvation is what? Salvation. Salvation is not fasting. Salvation is not, I know God. So what is what? Salvation. We must understand what this salvation is. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. But before we look at what this salvation is, I want to mention a few things that many of them we take into mean salvation. One of it is riches, or what we call prosperity. Of course, people who are saved also prosper. But many people tend to consider what we call prosperity. To mean that the person is doing well, he's blessed or God, meaning he is saved. Prosperity is not salvation. Many of the very rich people on this earth don't even accept God. They worship idols. Look at it for yourself. Luke chapter 16, verse 19 to 23. Because in the church, it looks like, or in Christian people who it looks like, or we say they are prosperous, it looks like meaning they are saved. But you must understand that prosperity is not salvation. Don't miss it. Look at it yourself. Luke chapter 16, 19 to 23. So now we are looking at things that mostly people consider to be salvation or people mix it as salvation, but which is what? Not. Read it for me, please. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple mm -hmm. and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. Mm -hmm. At his gate was laid a beggar mm -hmm. named Lazarus, mm -hmm. covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Mm -hmm. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. Mm -hmm. 
The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So both the rich man and the poor man died. But the Bible says the poor man went to Abraham's bosom, which is heaven. And the rich man went toward Hades in torment. Mm -hmm. But on earth, the rich man looks like he is blessed. Yes. But who was saved? Oh, it doesn't mean rich men will not be saved. They will be saved. They can be saved. But you cannot consider what we claim to be success, riches, to mean salvation. Mm -hmm. We see the rich man didn't make it to heaven. No. It is easier now in the church. To think the more you are prospering, the more you are what we call rich and successful, means you are safe. No, it doesn't necessarily mean that. Even though safe people will also want prosper. But you cannot equate your blessings or your prosperity or your success as salvation, as a mark of your salvation. Never. Another thing, I want us to bring this up because a lot of people have mixed things. Like for a pastor, many a times, one of the answer people give when I speak to them about salvation, are you saved? Have you accepted Christ? Said, Many of them, the first thing they say, oh, you know, you know, I pray all the time, I'm with God. Many people equate prayer as salvation. Prayer is not salvation. Prayer is not salvation. No matter how many times you pray, it does not mean you are saved. Wicked people can pray. Unbelievers can pray. Of course, those who are saved also want pray, but you cannot equate prayer to the salvation. Jesus answered, can pray. That's the most commonest answer. Go, oh, are you saved? Have you accepted Christ? Oh, you know, I pray all the time. And people I don't go to church. Prayer is not salvation. Because look at something about it. Amen. Matthew or Proverbs chapter 28, verse 9. Because in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 9, it says, An evil person's prayer is even an abomination to God. So you cannot equate prayer to mean salvation. Proverbs 28, verse 9. If anyone turns a deaf ear to my instruction, even their prayers are detestable. So it says, Anyone who doesn't obey the word of God, their prayer is detestable, meaning he hates their prayers. So you cannot live in disobedience then. Be praying because you pray, you assume or you think it means you are saved. No. It's the commonest answer. And more than a time, we have many other prayers is what we want, isn't it? Yeah. As, as, yeah. Even at the expense of others, we don't care. You see, so prayers is not salvation. The fact that you are praying, you that you are prayerful, does not necessarily mean it means you are saved because you pray. Even though saved people pray. Another thing many people equate it to salvation. Mark, Matthew chapter 7, 21 to 23. I'm bringing this up so that the mixture will stop. So that you understand what salvation is, so that it will be clear unto you. Now, signs, wonders, miracles, the power of the Holy Spirit is not salvation. 
because the gift and the calling of God is irrevocable. Mm. So when God gives you a gift, He won't take it. But it doesn't mean you are saved because you can lose your salvation. We come to that. So if I am working miracles, I am performing, people are coming, does not equate salvation. It doesn't mean I am saved. If you go save people who work miracles, who perform signs and wonders, and it also applies to you who you are receiving the miracle, the sign and wonders. Receiving miracles, signs and wonders does not necessarily mean you are saved. Even though saved people will receive miracles, signs and wonders, but you cannot say because you experience or you receive a miracle or perform a miracle, a healing, sign and wonders, so you are saved. No. Because salvation is what? Salvation. Read it for me. Matthew 7, 21 to 23. Uh -huh. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, mm -hmm. but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Mm -hmm. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? Mm -hmm. Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, evil doers. So they said they prophesied in his name. They cast out devils in his name. They preached in his name. I said, I do not know you. Away from me, you evil doers. Continue. They were cast to hell. So you cannot equate power mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit. Even that's if it's of the Holy Spirit as salvation. And that, if that brings down to the third, the fourth one in the beginning. The fact that you say you're a Christian does not make you a Christian. So many people will say, Yes, Lord, Lord. The beginning. Yeah. Lord, Lord, um, we enter the kingdom of heaven. Many people say, Lord, Lord. So many people say, God, God, you know I'm a Christian. God, God is good, you know. God has been good. The fact that you say that does not mean you are saved. Mm -hmm. This salvation issue is important too. You can mix it because many people profess to be Christian. Many people say, God is, you know, God is there. Oh, I love God, you know. If He hasn't given for God, you know, it is God. But that does not mean the fact that you say that you portray that does not mean you are saved. I didn't say it is there. And this is the words of Jesus Christ Himself. You see, so this makes the issue of what is salvation important because you can mistake a lot of things to be think it means you are saved. No. It doesn't mean what we are saying. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, how long you become a Christian does not necessarily mean you are saved. You are not saved because of how long you have become a Christian or how long you are in church. And under the first scripture we read in Corinthians, that's when we should test ourselves and check ourselves if we are in the faith. They won't ask us that. Look at it yourself, might you? 25 verse 1. This is about the yeah, 25 verse 1. I want to show you something. Then, so how long you stay in Christendom or in the church does not necessarily mean what you say. Because people do backslide. Yeah. People can be worse. Please read it for me. Matthew 25 verse 1. Mm -hmm. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who the one. Mm -hmm. took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. So the bridegroom is Jesus. So he said the kingdom in the last day will be like ten virgins. Virgins, they are all pure who went towards 
meet what mm. the, the bride, yes, which is Christ. Mm. You understand? Now read the 10 to 32 for me and look at it yourself. But mm -hmm. while they were on their way mm -hmm. to buy the oil, mm -hmm. the bridegroom arrived. Mm -hmm. The virgins who were ready went in with him mm -hmm. to the wedding banquet, mm -hmm. and the door was shut. Mm -hmm. Later, the others also came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day of the day or the hour. This is talking about salvation. So the Bible, he knew there were ten virgins, they were all pure. And they were waiting for the bride in the coming. You know, there's two ways that Jesus will come. Either I will be alive and he will come. Or the moment that I am with him. So I don't know my hour, but I must be prepared. But when their hour came, five were not ready. Because they, they were in the house, but they come out of the house. They were in Christ, but they come out. Test yourself if Christ is in you. But they come out. When Christ came, he said, no, you cannot enter. Because the hour, that moment, what you are, is what determines. Because after that, then I don't qualify to be saved. Because I was once a sinner. It is when I change that I qualify. Mm. So how long you are in does not matter. It is your present state, but it is easier for people to play church, to play Christian. When I say Christian, I'm a Christian. I was I became born again 1944 and blah blah blah. <laughs> but it doesn't necessarily mean you are saved because you could go out, you could begin to take things for granted, amen. So these are some of the basic things many people mix and confuse it with what? Salvation. Being a pastor does not mean you are saved. Being an elder does not mean you are saved. <laughs> Even though pastors are, like saved people are pastors as well. But the fact that your pastor doesn't mean you are saved. No, some people perform miracles, prophesy, give up the Holy Spirit, but say away from me. Yes. So what is salvation? What is salvation? Or what is salvation? To be saved, when we say salvation, we mean one is a Christian or a disciple of Christ Jesus. So it is those who are saved are those who are called Christians or disciples. Please you understand. So what is salvation? Or so in Jesus answer campaign, sometimes when people they begin to talk, you don't know where they are. So sometimes I ask, are you saved? Some will say yeah. Many a time you say yeah. But I've learned from experience it doesn't mean anything. Then I'll say, what church are you? God that will give me a clue. No matter so I don't need church, I don't go to church. Then many of them the person is not saved. But I'll ask why. The answer will mean something. Some I'll say, Oh, have you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord? Yeah, yeah. Have you been saved? Yeah, what church? Oh, no, no, no. Say, have you been baptized? I'm just trying to find out if the person is what? Saved. But many of them you find out that they are not saved. They don't even have an idea, but they say they are Christian, they say they are saved, or they say they are disciples of what? Christ Jesus. So who 
is saved or what is salvation. First of all, before we look at what is salvation, look at Acts chapter 11, verse 25 to 26. So one who is saved, one who is saved is one who is obeying, obeying the word of God. A saved person is one who is living in obedience to the word of God. That is who a saved person is. Or a Christian or a believer, these are terms we use, is one who is in obedience to the word of God. Not used to be obedient. But one who is in obedience. Obedience is ongoing. Let me show it to you in the Bible. Now look at Acts chapter 11, verse 25 to 26. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Then Barnabas mm-hmm. went to Tarsus to look for Saul, mm-hmm. and he found him, mm-hmm. and he brought him to Antioch. Mm-hmm. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. Who were called Christians? Disciples. The disciples. So who is a Christian? Disciples. A disciple, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So. When we say a Christian, we mean a disciple of Christ Jesus. A disciple is a follower. This yes. is just to define who a Christian is. So when we say a Christian is a disciple, it's not a label. A disciple is a follower of Christ Jesus. Now, who is a disciple of Christ Jesus? It's here. John chapter 8, verse 30 to 31. So it is the disciple of Christ Jesus who is saved. It is those who are disciples of Christ Jesus who have salvation. It is the disciples of Christ Jesus who are what? Christians, or we call Christians. So now who is a disciple? Please, do you understand? Yes. Uh-huh. John 8, 31. 30. Jesus himself answered it. Uh-huh. To, mm-hmm. to the Jews who have believed him, mm-hmm. Jesus said, mm-hmm. If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. So who are who is really a disciple? Those who hold not those who know, but those who will really obey it. They are really the disciples. Now remember, the Bible said a Jew is not of the flesh, but now of the spirit. Yes. So Jesus said that now a disciple, a Christian, is one who holds on to the teachings. So that's the Christian. In obedience to this. And if you hold on to this teaching, if you hold on to this teaching, you will do all. That's why here, all I do is show you things from this thing. Because you came as disciples, you didn't come as workers, you didn't come as bankers, you didn't come for donuts, isn't it? (laughs) Am I lying? No. Yeah. He didn't come to watch TV. He came as his disciples and a disciple. So that's why I find it strange when those two women came here and after church they told me about too many scriptures. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, what do you want to hear here? So a Christian or a disciple is one who holds on to what? The teaching. Yes. He said then you are really, it is easier to think you're a disciple, but you are not really. It is easier to think this is good, but it's not good. When it is tested, you see the rest. Yes. Yes. 
So a Christian or a disciple, the Bible says, is the one. Jesus himself said, who hold on to what? His teaching. Where is Jesus? In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God. The word became flesh and dropped. His name is Revelation says the word of God. So this is him. So one who holds on to this is the one who is a Christian. Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 23. It's the same thing, but it enforces it. So a Christian is not the one who goes to church. Or a safe person is not the one who goes to church. Even though a Christian must go to church, it's a command. Do not forsake. Do not means don't forsake the word gathering of the saints. So it's a command. But going to church does not make you safe. But safe people go to church. But the one who is safe is the one who holds on to the teaching. That's why if someone says he's saved and he doesn't believe in the Holy Spirit, I don't understand. Because that is your, your, your master, the teacher says you must have the Holy Spirit. He said it is the seal of your salvation. Yeah. <laughs> you, you understand? Yeah. yeah. Read, read it for me. Jeremiah chapter 7, 23. Yeah. But I gave them this command, obey me and I will be your God and you will be my people. Walk in obedience to all I command you, that it may go well with you. Who are the people of God? Christians. Yes. Who are the people of God? Is that those words? Okay. Obey me. Say, obey me and I will be and you be, I'll be your God and you will be my people. Yes. And it's the same thing Jesus said, the one who hold on to my teaching. He is a Christian. So a Christian is one who is in obedience. To the words of God, to the words, my commandment. Not what people say God said. Yeah. God does speak. Don't get me wrong. He really speaks. I've come across many people. I've even seen junkies. You can ask Mr. Liu. Jesus does a compare the kind they say God, God say, God say. You see, so I mean anybody can say God say. But he speaks. He really speaks. He speaks all the time. But we don't go by God, we go by this. Yes. Please, do you understand? Yeah. So now we know who a Christian is, who a safe person is. It, it sounds simple, isn't it? But many have mixed it. So you see criminals stealing in church, giving testimony, they are prospering, they are in fabrication, adultery, all sorts of evil. And they are elders. And they are the role models in the church. Are they saved? No. Because one who is saved is one who is obeyed. I like how Jesus said, said the one who is really my disciple is the one who holds on. So when we say I will say salvation is one who is holding on to the teaching of God. A safe person is one who is holding on to the Bible. That's all. That's how simple it is. Everything I do as a Christian is because the Bible says I should do it. Everything I don't do because the one that I'm following, you see, I am a disciple, say I should do it. So that is what makes me a safest or his disciple or a Christian. You see, British, Nigerian, Ghanaian, Jamaican, Christian, the kingdom of Christ. So a follower, you know, there's a lot of things you do in Ghana. If you do it here, you'll be in trouble. And if you go to Ghana and you don't do it, you'll be in trouble. Mm. I'll give you an example. 
when police brought me here, <laughs> and I, I give the police their phone, I'll be in trouble. Yes. Like in Ghana, the police stop me, and I don't give the police their phone, I'll be in trouble. Yeah. So there's a way Ghanaians live in Ghana, mm. and there's a way British people live here. Yeah. And so there's a way Christians live. If I try to give every police their power here because God I give them, I will suffer here. Yes. So if you are a Christian and don't follow this, you will suffer. Mm-hmm. That is even if you are. Please you understand. Mm-hmm. So now do we all understand what salvation is? Mm-hmm. So salvation is not your career. Your career doesn't necessarily mean you are saved. <laughs> if you understand, salvation is just one who is in obedience to the teaching of his master Jesus. Now, how do you become saved? How do you become saved? Many people say there are four main things to be fulfilled in order to be saved. I agree with those four main things, but I say there are six main things. I say there is two more in addition to those four main things to be saved. Because listen, you cannot just wake up and say you are saved. There's a way to be saved. There's a way. You cannot just come to United Kingdom and say you're a citizen. No matter how long we, we recently experienced it, isn't it? The wind rush. They are not meant to be that they be here all years. Yes. But they did not do what they need to do in order to be citizen, even yes. though they qualify to be citizen. So you can be in the church, you can go into a Christian family. If you don't do what you need to do to be saved, you might not be saved. Because remember, to a saved person is in obedience to this word. And this word teaches us things to be done in order to be saved. So what are the five, the six main things that makes a person safe? How to become saved? We'll look at it. Now the Bible speaks, it says to be saved, you must first repent and believe. Believe that Christ Jesus died and resurrected and is the Lord. And he said you must confess with your mouth that you have accepted him as your Lord and his what? The Son of God. And he said you must be baptized in water. And he said you must receive the Holy Spirit. Many people don't have the Holy Spirit. They just thought, even the word many people just don't believe, confess, repent. Oh, it is the baptism, many people don't add it. And you must have the Holy Spirit, you must receive the Holy Spirit. And you must continue. I haven't seen one who had the word, the continuation. Because as a baby is born today, the baby can die if care is not taken. So you can be born again today if you don't continue. You can be in the house like the ten virgins. Because salvation is ongoing. So let's look at this. How do you become saved? Amen. You can turn on the heating there. The, 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 the thing that is there, so you can turn it on there. Amen. Praise the Lord. The remote is there. Just press. Amen. So we are looking at how 
do you become sin? God has declared procedure. Amen. In order to become what? Sin. Acts chapter 2, verse 36 to 38. When I became a pastor, the Lord taught me this. When we started the church, we were, I think, five people, including, including my wife and me. <laughs> we were five. That's good, I Amen. And thank God, all the, including my wife and me, the, uh, the other four, they've all been Christians, including my wife, for years. They've been in the church for years. And when I talk about salvation and the importance of baptism, only one has been baptized. Three of them has not been baptized. Yeah. So I have to baptize my wife and the other two. I'm just saying how easy you can think you are saved, but not. Because the Bible says there's an ordained way. And I mean, they've been in the church for years. My wife was a Sunday school teacher in the church. That other lady, they've been in the church for years. But they don't even know they have to be baptized. What were they being taught? Mm. Because the church, the first priority is salvation. Mm. What shall a profit and man? If you say the whole world loses, so what will it profit you? If you get your breakthrough and lose your soul. Yes. Amen. 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 Read it for yourself. How do you become sin? Acts chapter 2, verse 36 to 38. Hallelujah. Amen. Therefore, mm -hmm. let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this. Acts chapter 2, 36 to, to 38. Uh -huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Therefore, mm -hmm. let all Israel be assured of this. Mm -hmm. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter, Hold on. So he was preaching that Jesus is the Messiah. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the way to heaven. No other way. The Bible says when the people heard, heard it, their heart was cut. Meaning they believed it. They realized no, they got it wrong. So they asked Peter, what did they ask him? When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, So they asked, What shall we do to be saved? So there's a thing, there's a way to be saved. Yeah, what shall we do? Uh -huh. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So, it was clear that when they asked him, what shall we do to be saved? He said, one, repent and be baptized. And he explained it, that is no in vain. You repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of the sin. And he went on other and said, you shall receive the Holy Spirit. So right then you saw that when they asked a direct service, what shall we do? Meaning you cannot just wake up and say you are saved. He said, repent and be baptized and receive what? The Holy Spirit. The same Acts chapter 16, verse 30 to 33. That question is still there. Is there again? This one will add more to it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Acts. Six, 16, 30 to 33. Mm -hmm. He then brought them out and asked, 
Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So, hold on. The backdrop of this story is when Paul and Co were fled from the prison by an angel, when the prison shook and broke down. So now the 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 uh, head guard realized that these people truly, you know, God is real. So he says, "Say, what must I do to do it?" Say it. So there's a deed to be done to be saved. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and what was the answer? He said, they you don't need to do anything, just begin to go to church. <laughs> is there, is there, you want to He said, just begin to go to church, you don't need to do anything. No. What did he say? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus uh -huh. and you will be saved, uh -huh. you and your household. Mm -hmm. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him mm -hmm. and to all the others in his house. Mm -hmm. and, at, and at that hour in the, of the night, the, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Mm -hmm. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. So when he asked the direct question, what do we do to be saved? He said what? Believe in Jesus. Yes. And he began to spoke the word to him. He began yes. to explain to them, teach them how to believe in Jesus. Mm. And the Bible said that same hour they were what? Baptized. It also indicated that baptism is part of salvation. Yes. It's part of the salvation process. The second time we are seeing baptism, and this is all direct question, what do we do to do what? Say. So now we see baptism, we see belief, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And we see what? Repentance. Yes. We've also seen part of the Holy Spirit, yes. isn't it? Okay, now, we are asking, how do you become saved? Because if salvation is not money, it's not this and this, then we must understand how to be saved. Now, you know what salvation is, but how do you be saved? So that's what we are trying to find it out. Now, Romans chapter 8, or Romans chapter 10, verse 9 to 10, we are still trying to find out because there are elements, there, there, there are things that God required you to obey, to do, in order to be saved. One of the scriptures that breaks me, one that I was arguing with somebody about the necessity of baptism to be fully saved, and it just came on me, saying when Jesus was going to be baptized, John the Baptist said, no, you, 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 you rather must baptize me. But Jesus said, no, don't forbid me this. Say, all righteousness must be fulfilled. You think if it's not necessary, Jesus would have done it? Or would allow John the Baptist to? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. So, read it for me. Mm -hmm. Romans 10, 9 to 10. Mm -hmm. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord mm -hmm. and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, mm -hmm. you will be saved. Mm -hmm. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Amen. Amen. So this is salvation. So he, he spoke about the belief there. Yes. But he added the fourth or the fifth element. You must confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. So we know that, and he explained for So the belief, you believe in your heart, meaning you must conclude. And he said, when he said when you believe in your heart, and he said when you confess, that's your action, your faith. So meaning with that confession that Jesus is Lord, you, you have been excited, and he said then you will be what saved. That's why we tell them, say this after me, dear Lord, dear Lord, yes. to confess, because it is required. 
It is required. Jesus, the answer, Lydia Miracle, to say, every preaching, I'll say, say this if you want to accept Christ Jesus. So we have seen that you must confess with your mouth. And the belief must be in your heart. Meaning the act, the belief is said that they must believe deep down your heart. Your heart means you've concluded that Jesus is what? Lord. Lord means master. Amen. We are still looking. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14. We are looking at how to be saved. I've told you, but we want to see it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1, 13 to 14. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. So, no, he said when they heard the message and when they believed, mm-hmm. they were given what? The Holy Spirit. Yes. As a seal of their salvation. Yes. Guaranteed. So you need the Holy Spirit. Without the seal, then it is not finished, isn't it? Yes. It is not complete. He said that is the guarantee. So it is part of the salvation. You must make sure you have the Holy Spirit. Look at Acts chapter 19, verse 2. Amen. I'm showing you this because many people will believe in their heart. Many people will repent. Many people will confess and be baptized. And then they leave the Holy Spirit out. No. There's no soul. Meaning you can work that quickly. You can fade out of your salvation. Look at I read it for me. Amen. Act 19, verse 2. Mm-hmm. And ask them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? So he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? They answered, no. We have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. So when he continued to pray, he brought them a minister. Baptism of the Holy Spirit for them and they receive it. But the only way is to show that he said, Did you receive after you have what? Believe. So after you have believed, you've been baptized, everything, you must make sure you receive the Holy Spirit. This also shows that with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's not straightforward like the confessing, the believing. There can be a time gap. But you must make sure you receive the Holy Spirit because that is the seal. Please, you understand? So he said, have you received since what? You believe God came and meant to what? Receive it. That's why I say the Holy Spirit is part of what? The salvation what? process. If you become a pastor or if you try to save people or win people, and the harder you try, the more you know that you can't save anyone, you can't win so. It is the work of the Holy Spirit. That is what will make you be praying more. You realize that your own is to pray. Just pray, pray fervently, and the Holy Spirit will be doing the way you want. You do, if you have experience, then maybe you are not doing that. But if you are doing that and you think you can do it, it's just a matter of time. You see that you can't handle the troubles of the people. Yeah. Even your child trouble can overwhelm you. So it is the Holy Spirit that does the work. We just find the fire and He does what? 
the work. Now, I said there was a Sisera which is walking in him. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 to 7. So you know that all the scriptures is connected to salvation. Now that you have believed. Now that you have believed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Because the continuity is very important. Why is it very important? Because salvation, salvation is ongoing. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 to 7. Hallelujah. Amen. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, you continue to live your life in Him. So just as you've received Christ Jesus as Lord, just as you've been saved now, it said continue, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> to live your life in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflow with thankfulness. Amen. So what does it mean if you don't continue with him? In him? You will not be written, you will not be planted. It's more likely you will weather, you will die. That's why I say these are the six elements needed for one's salvation. So he said, check yourself if you are still in the faith. You must make sure you are safe. Because you have to obey it. If it's not necessary, you wouldn't write it. You must believe in your heart. You must repent. Repent means the wrongs that you take in uh, in connection to God that is disobedient to God. So now repent means you change your mind. You won't do those things again. And say be baptized. And receive the Holy Spirit. And continue to walk in it. Other than that, that's the end. Once I get baptized, I confess, I receive the Holy Spirit. Bingo, is that? <laughs> isn't it? Yes, is that? But there's a continuation. There's a continuation. Praise the Lord Jesus. Should I drive on? So now we understand what salvation is. It's very simple, but you can miss it. If you take it for granted or if you don't know, you cannot just be saved. You cannot just say, I'm saved. It's saying, what do we do to be saved? What do I do? And they were keeping that which needed to be what done in order for them what to be saved. So everyone, God will one day also give you an opportunity to confess Christ to somebody. Maybe after when you become saved, you move from your wicked people, evil people. You know, you know, because you were once like them that they are unbelievers. Many a time we don't share it with them. Mm. But God many a time will bring some, an opportunity and you have to confess to the person, to them, that listen, God is my Lord. Many Christians feel it. And you need Christ. And you must accept Christ. Yeah. Wow. I would like to draw drive on. Because this is very important. I don't want to leave this to next week. Now, Satan is against salvation. Never forget that the number one priority for God or the number one priority for the church is not for your blessings. Yes, it's not for your well-being. It is for your salvation. But indeed, when you are saved, you will be blessed. Amen. When you are saved, it will go well with you. Amen. Because it says, seek ye first and all other things. So if you don't seek, as far as God is concerned, all those other things will not come. Any pastor, except he's not a man of God, will tell you he's not the source. 
the source is the master. If the master does not do it, nothing can be done. Then you can go to the you can bear water. The master will carry on his job. You understand? So because of this Satan scheme, and I've heard many Christians, one of his main schemes against salvation is that once saved, forever saved. It is not true. Once saved, it is not forever saved. But believe me, if worldly people or occultists or witches are arguing with me on this, it will not be a problem. I have found Christians arguing with me on one sin, forever sin, because we are under grace. That's what they say. We are under grace. So one sin, forever sin. But it is not true. It is not true. But even this, you know, common sense, wisdom, clear heart, will tell you, if it's one sin, forever sin, it can't be right. Mm, exactly. <laughs> can it be right? Mm. Think, think of it. Then that job that like I finished my job like mm. a long time, I'll come back to my pub and all those things. I'm saved. One saved forever saved. Isn't it? Mm. The girlfriends, all those things. Mm. The cheating, the greed, the stealing. Come say one saved forever saved. <laughs> I'm under grace. You see, so if you wish them to teach you that no, it, it can't be. But believe me. There are Christians, pastors, who claim that. Remember, not all pastors are of God anyway. Some too don't know. They haven't been taught. You see, they do not allow themselves to be trained. They don't give themselves to the word. So is it one sin forever sin? No. No. Let's look at it from the scripture yourself. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Matthew 24 from 12 to 13. I'm just going to read scriptures to show us that one sin is not forever saved. It is not at all. One sin is not forever saved. Mm. The Bible, Matthew chapter 24, verse 12 to 13, says this: that mm. the one who stands to the end will be saved. Mm. Read it for me. Matthew 24, 12 mm. to 13. Mm. Because of the increase of wickedness, mm -hmm. the love of most will grow cold, mm -hmm. but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Who will be saved? The one who stands firm to the end. To the end. So yes, you've been saved, but you are being saved. But salvation will come at the end. Because the end is what will determine you. The end, your end is whether you die or your life in Christ come. So the state in which you die. So when I did my baptism, I confess, I receive the Holy Spirit. I have been what? Saved. But this salvation that I've been saved will come at the end if I stand firm. So every now, anything I'm doing, I am being what? Saved. So look at it. Amen. So you look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. It said, Continue, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. If it's one say forever, say when he said I should continue to work out my salvation. Read it for me, please. 
Philippians chapter 2 verse 12, mm -hmm. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Why did he say continue? Because now I am saved, but I must continue. So it's not one say forever say. Other than you say Korah should continue to work out my salvation. And look at Romans 30 verse 11. I'm just reading to you. He said, he said, our salvation is nearer than we first believed. In other words, than we were saved first. Because now, now, I'm closer to my salvation than ever. Because when I was saved, let's say 10 years ago, our 10 years are far from myself. Because remember, salvation shall come at the end, if I stand firm. So now, I am closer to it, isn't it? Yes. I've already done 10 years. <laughs> Even though I don't know the day, but God will start here to come. I will die for God to come. Mm. However, I've already done 10 years. So look at what he said, read it for me. Romans 13. Mm -hmm. Verse 11. Verse 11. Mm -hmm. And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber, mm -hmm. because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. He said, our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. It's one say forever, so we say that. No. So it is not one saved, forever saved. Grace is not salvation. Salvation is salvation. Mm -hmm. Diesel is not petrol. Mm -hmm. Put this in a petrol agency, what mm -hmm. Mercy is not salvation. Favor is not salvation. Joy is not salvation. The gift of the Spirit is not salvation. The Holy Spirit is not salvation. Salvation is salvation. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse. No, 2 Peter 1 verse 10. We are looking at it so that we understand that it is not one saved forever saved. At all. It is ongoing. You see why I added the continue yes. to work in me to your salvation. Because no one sin forever sin. Read it for me, please. Second Peter yeah. 1 verse 10. Mm -hmm. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. Amen. So, you know, when you study Christianity, you'll be called into Christ's salvation. Salvation is a call. You didn't pay for it. It's a call. And election, you were chosen. Because you confirmed, blah, 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 blah. So, it's a make every effort to confirm it. How do you confirm it? You come at the end. You'll be elected. You'll be chosen. But it has to be confirmed at the end. So that depends on you make every effort to confirm it. So it is not one saved forever saved. Remember we read 2 Corinthians chapter 30 verse 5. We will not read it. That's a test yourself if you are still in the faith. If you are saved, one saved forever saved, we need to say that to us. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18. Amen. First Corinthians. This scripture will always quote it, which is beautiful. But when it comes to salvation, there's a beautiful key in it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. Mm -hmm. For the message 
of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. Mm -hmm. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. To us who are being what? Saved. saved. The message of the cross is the power of God. We are being saved, Mr. Leo. So like 10 years ago, I was saved. Yeah, I was saved. But now, I'm still being saved. I'm working in salvation come at the end. So the message is power to those who are being warned. Saved. Because it's not complete till the end. The 10 virgins, they were all in the house. But five went out before the time, before the end, and they missed it. Amen. So one saint is not forever saved. It is not at all. Hebrews chapter 6. Okay, forget about that. I want to cut it short. Look at Revelation chapter 20, verse 15. Amen. Revelation chapter 20, verse 15. Now, you remember the book of life. We've done the book of life here before. Okay, now. Look at it, 20 verse 15. Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life mm -hmm. was thrown into the lake of fire. Amen. So anyone whose name were not in the book of life was sent to hell. So there's a book of life, I don't want to go through it. That those who go to heaven, those who are saved, their name are written in. If your name is not in the you are going toward hell. Now look at what Jesus said in Revelation chapter 3, verse 5, regarding the book of life. Amen. So the book of life contains those who are going toward heaven. If your name is not in it, you are going toward hell. But look at what Jesus said about that. Revelation 3, verse 5, the one who is victorious will, like them, be dressed in white. Mm -hmm. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life, but will acknowledge that name before my Father and his angels. Amen. So Jesus said the one who is victorious, he will never delete his name from the book of life. What does that mean? It means the, book, the name in the book of life can what? Delete it. And those whose name are in the book of life are those who are what saved. Mm -hmm. So it means if your name is there, it means you are no more saved. So then how can it be one saved, mm. forever saved? It can't be. There's a lot of scriptures I can go on and go on. But I would like to bring that part to an end now because of time. But one saved is not forever saved. I have been saved, yes. I'm being saved. Salvation will come at the end. So till now that is like, now I'm, I'm at duty now. I've been accepted. I'm studying law. Isn't it? Yeah. I will graduate at the end. Yeah, right. Isn't it? Yeah. It's ongoing. So it comes, it hasn't come. Because I can make a shipwreck of it. Yeah, you can make a shipwreck of it. Matter of fact, let's read one scripture. Please read, okay, read it for me. God can make a shipwreck of what? Of it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Read for me. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 19 to 20. We were not going to read this, but first Timothy chapter 1, 19 to 20. Amen. So you can make a shipwreck of your salvation. 
That's why he said, wake it up with fear and trembling. In other words, don't take it for granted. That's why I said, test yourself. Examine yourself if you're still in the faith. Still in the faith. We are Christian. <laughs> we teach people the Bible. We even seek to correct pastors. And we and we are married an unbeliever who has earrings. How do you truly say? Because I doubt it too. Because I know that your eyes will see clear. Yes. So you say, examine yourself. Yes. Ask yourself. Yes. If you are still in it. Because maybe you were in it, now you are not going to And you know if you do. Amen, please. Um, yes. First Timothy. Chapter 1, 19 to 20. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Holding on to the faith, holding on to faith, and a good conscience, which some have rejected, and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to the faith. They, you see, you were specific, they have suffered shipwreck in regard to the faith, the yes. faith salvation. Yes. So can, shipwreck means the ship is crashed, it, can, it won't go further, mm. it will sink. Mm. So when you continue to read it, say, and they have been handed over to Satan. They need to see that or finish it for us. Among them mm-hmm. are Hermanius mm-hmm. and then Alexander. All these people were saved once. Mm-hmm. Who I have handed over to Satan mm-hmm. to be taught not to blaspheme. Why? Because they've suffered shipwreck in regards to their faith. So salvation is ongoing. If you are not saved, you cannot even start. Mm-hmm. But once you are saved, you must continue. It, just go. Just go. One day at a time, a step at a time, and you will come at the end. Be honest to yourself. When you think like that, it's that simple. One day at a time, a step at a time. (laughs) It's a long journey. No rush. Just go. The only thing that keeps going. You go, you keep going by obeying the way. Say, have mercy, help me, strengthen me. Seven times you shall fall, seven times you shall rise. The Bible says, So when you fall, don't be there, don't make excuses, rise up, say, Help, or help, and continue to go. Say, When you trample your feet when you fall, don't worry, rise up, Lord, seven times, seven times. Continue, He's the helper, He will help you. Three scriptures, then we go. Quickly, I want to show you the attitude you must have regarding salvation. The reason why you must have this attitude is because salvation is the greatest thing. Because you see, eternity is forever. This life is very short. Now, you know, years ago, it was difficult to have materials on people who have visited heaven and stuff like that. But now, it is very common because of YouTube. I have watched it from all continents. Uh, because sometimes the TV, instead of TV, I watch that as my TV. I've seen Brazilian, American, white, black, Ghanaian, Nigerian, French, blah, blah, who have had visit of heaven. So as for heaven, it is a real place. It's a very real place. Amen. Now, Luke chapter 12, 22 to 28. This is our attitude or what you must know in regards to salvation. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Luke chapter 12, 22 to 28. Sorry, Luke chapter 13, 22 to 28. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Then Jesus went through the towns and villages, mm -hmm. teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. Someone asked him, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? So no, this is purely our salvation. So the answer says, is it only few people that will be saved or many will be saved? Continue. He said to them, Make every effort to enter through the narrow door, because many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading, Sir, open the door for us. But he will answer, I don't know you or where you come from. Then you will say, we ate they, and drank. Leave it there. So he said, they asked Jesus, is it many people will be saved or few? And Jesus said, only a few will be saved. So many will try to be saved. Many will try to be saved, but they will not be saved. And he connected us to the ten virgins because he said, once the door is shut, yes. many will stand outside and say, Sir, when you continue to say, I ate with you, I dined with you, and I was in the church, I preached, I was even in the choir, blah, blah. But I said, I don't call the time that the end came, they were not saved, but there was a season, a time that they were saved. So he said, Many will try to enter, it's about salvation. We'll try to, but they will not be able. Because foolishly enough, by the time we come, many down men are no more in the faith. God doesn't judge us with what we wear. Other than we all not qualify. It is who we are now. Last week we read the scripture in Ezekiel. You understand? But he didn't tell us why many will try and not be able to. But Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 to 14 told us why many will try but not be saved. So in other words, only a few will be saved. Though. That's why I say when you watch people, when you watch people and you try to be there in the church, you might majority will not be saved. Not like I'm saying. Jesus said it. Because many will not work out their salvation to the end. The dead virgins. But Jesus gave the reason why many will try to be saved but not be saved. Read it for me. Matthew 7 verse 13 to 14. To 14. Enter through the narrow gate. Remember, remember he said narrow is the gate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. Mm -hmm. And many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. Mm -hmm. And only a few find it. So he said only a few find the narrow gate and only a few enter Treat. Many, many people want the broad gate in the broad path. And he explains it because the narrow gate and way is harder. Yes, it's harder. So not like God doesn't want many to be saved. They don't want the hard way by human standard. Because yes. human beings want to be. Yes. They want when it's good for them, it is right. Yes. When it's not good. Once God does not do it like that, right is right, wrong is wrong. So if you want your way, it is harder to walk. But that way is narrow. The doors are narrow. Do you know what narrow means? Humility. When the door is narrow, 
I want you to lift up your voice and begin to pray regarding this word. We believe you have been blessed by the teachers of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.